0: Welcome to The Nine Line, your news and information source for healthcare-related issues impacting Southern Nevada veterans, and a production of the VA Southern Nevada Healthcare System. And now, here's your hosts, John Archiquette and Joshua Gray.
1: Hi, welcome to The Nine Line Podcast. I'm your host, John Archiquette. Joining me is my good friend and compatriot over here, Joshua Gray.
2: Wait, I'm, I'm your friend? yeah Mm -hmm. i have a finally you've been upgraded from co-host after 42 years i have a friend i'm so excited you got one a friend yeah it It, starts it starts with one it starts with one it's got to start somewhere right well we
1: uh we have a new guest here for the first time maybe a new friend i don't know we'll see yeah play your cards right josh (laughs) Uh, boy (laughs) we got christopher hayes you prefer chris right yeah chris is fine Cool. And you are one of the recreational therapists here at VA
3: Southern yes. Nevada Healthcare System. Yes, sir, I am. How long have you been here? I've been here uh, about a year and a half.
1: Awesome. Well, welcome yeah. to the team. You guys here you. just in time for uh, COVID. Yeah, right?
3: literally. Yeah, I came in January 2020. So like uh, month three, we were shutting down and I was completely having to move over to a new unit and everything. But um rolled with it and uh, I feel like that I've grown from it. So. Well,
1: we're really excited to have you here because... Recreational therapy is one thing that we haven't been able to talk about a whole lot on the podcast because we also
2: have been doing the podcast mm-hmm. just about the same time as the pandemic started. Yeah. And, and on- We've touched around it. We've talked about a little bit about it in some of our mental health episodes mm-hmm. and things like that, but we've never really had anybody on here to, mm-hmm. to talk about. Uh, what the program is and what it does and who it serves and you know there's a lot of things involved in rec therapy that you know even me thinking about rec therapy um you know is there's more to it you know Mm -hmm. i think rec therapy is just sports but it turns out that it's a a little bit more than that so we'll we'll get to that in a minute yeah so what is the
3: role of a va rec therapist Uh, So what we're trying to do is improve the quality of life for our veterans, Um, whether they have uh, uh, disabilities within mental health or uh, physical attributes that they need to uh, have improvement on. Um, But what what we're trying to do is uh, uh, just get recreation that's going to uh, uh, focus on areas that they need to have improvement in in, and then tracking the progress of, of their quality of life in that area so like we'll assess the vets uh, we'll make a treatment plan for them and then we'll implement those and uh, so basically once we do the assessment we kind of get an idea of like where their deficits are um, and what they need improvement on we'll we'll choose recreational activities and interventions that will gear toward improving those areas and then uh, uh, implementing those interventions through groups outings uh, clinics and stuff and um Uh, addressing their needs through like a holistic approach and uh, um, adjusting it along the way as needed and uh, just trying to get them active and engaged and uh, living their best lives.
2: Uh, obviously there's a, a, a spectrum of things that people would would do in rec therapy and what modes you would do that that therapy in but kind of walk us through what a what a standard regular like what's your most common rec therapy situation or scenario uh, the line of work
3: that I work in uh, and with the experience that I've had I've worked a lot in mental health so depression and anxiety is a major. Uh, Thing, But uh, working with the VA, I see a lot of PTSD as well. Um, I will also see like uh, um, uh, different uh, drug addictions or alcohol addictions and stuff. Um, So we uh, we just try to um, uh, find things that will get them engaged in life again and enjoying life and wanting to to um, have a healthy outlet and a way to express themselves, uh, whether that be physical or through uh, arts or uh, other means. So.
1: so when a, you know when you're trying to to find whatever therapy is best for that veteran, do you kind of like take into account what their previous interests yes. are?
3: Yes, so that's actually a big part of the assessment is kind of figuring out what they used to do because a lot of the people that have problems with depression, anxiety, and uh, have kind of detached from their themselves and their lives, uh, we want to try to get them reinvigorated in, into those passions that they used to have. Um, but if that's not necessarily an option, we can also try to help them find stuff that they didn't know they were passionate about, mm-hmm. but could also benefit from or have a real passion for. And you never really know until you try. Well, sure, and you know, it's, you can, you know,
1: there's never too old to learn a new skill, right? Yeah, so, of course not. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I know we've we've worked with some World War II veterans before who, at like age 90, got into painting.
3: Yeah. Yeah, uh, one really cool one that I saw was uh, I was doing these uh, craft kits down on the uh, inpatient unit. And um, this man, I think he had to have been in his 60s. Um, and he came up to me, and he says he had never had a real hobby in his life before and that he's just been like so deep into his addiction and stuff. Um, but we went and did some woodworking and he was able to make a uh, magazine rack to bring home. And he was like fell in love with the whole process. He just was like, like all over uh, wanting to do woodworking and uh, I was giving him different places to go get craft kits kits or to work on uh, different woodworking, stuff like that, and, and he, he was
2: really excited about that. So what do you do when, or how do you navigate when the, the potential therapy might, might not be the issue, but might be connected to the issue? Like, say bowling. Like, I love bowling. Right, and if I had a say, I had an addiction issue. I'd be pretty hard pressed to kind of stay with bowling in Las Vegas because I don't think there's a bowling alley that's not yep. in a casino. Exactly. So, and how do you navigate that and try and either divert them or or build strategies so that they can go to where they can enjoy what they want to do, but then also kind of shield themselves from the temptation of mm-hmm. going back and going, oh, hey, there's the machines calling to me. Yeah. Like, how yeah. do you how do you navigate that? Um, so, uh, it, it is
3: definitely tricky being in Las Vegas. Um, there are places that are not in casinos or around drinking and stuff like that, but even places like that are gonna have food services, drink services. Um, most recreation you do that involves a facility is going to have some type of beverage for sale. Um, but, uh, really they have to take the, uh, the coping skills that they've learned and the tools that they've gotten from their therapy sessions and uh, what they've learned on the unit and everything that they've been working toward. And, um, uh apply those in those kind of situations and uh it could actually be kind of beneficial if if they're really pa- uh passionate about doing bowling and in their sport and um they're having this healthy recreation without the substance it, it, it can be a bit of a distress tolerance for them to be exposed to like an environment where they can see that there's people drinking and they know that it's available but they're focused on what they're doing and they're doing their healthy recreation and they can Go there, have a good time bowling without the substance and leave and be like, wow, I, I didn't gamble. I didn't drink and I bowled and it was right there. Um, so uh, if they take the skills that they've learned and the, co- and the tools and uh, apply them properly, it can actually be beneficial to be in low risk situations like
2: that. So so is that your preferred method to do it then? Is this like like use that as a test or would you would you normally try and find something that's close to bowling, but not you know, you know you get the same you get the same social aspect out of it, or but it's not going to be as exposed to maybe a gambling addiction or something.
3: It like really that. depends on the veteran. Um, if if they're someone that feels like they're not in a place where they feel comfortable to be in a situation where those things are exposed to them, we will try to find alternative methods for them. Um, But as I said, some veterans can benefit from that. Um, So uh, it really is a case-by-case basis.
1: So you've been here, you said, a year and a half just before the pandemic. So were you working in a a rec therapy service at all before the pandemic?
3: Yes, I actually worked at two different acute psychiatric behavioral hospitals off uh, in the community around here. Okay.
1: So have you seen a lot of changes in uh, that line of work since the pandemic has has taken place? Oh,
3: yes. Uh, So, I mean, uh, obviously, social distancing and masking is a real issue. Uh, Well, not an issue, but like a a way to combat the issue. Um, But uh, uh, it is a challenge for us to be able to to recreate uh, Basically, we have to focus on sanitizing all of the recreation equipment, uh, practicing social distancing, uh, focusing on trying to do as much stuff outdoors as we can. So if there's an outdoor alternative for it, we will do that. Um, and with the rise of the Delta variant, we actually are no longer doing any indoor uh, outings. Um, and all of the uh, indoor, like, like I can't do outpatient groups, like as a whole group in an indoor setting. Um, it's only like one-to-one, uh, face-to-face individual sessions, um, but uh, there is a still a lot of outdoor stuff to do in Las Vegas. And once it cools off, there'll be even more. <laughs> so you've been, you've been primarily focused on working with the LVR three, right? Yes. Yeah. I spend about 80% of my time there. Um, it's, it's a great unit and, um, I really enjoy working on it. Um, but I also do outpatient and I do, uh, a group once a week now on, uh, two East, but I have done way more than two in the past. What
1: other activities, because do, do, you're not the only recreational therapist we have here, what yeah. are some of the other activities you guys focus on?
3: Uh, so we uh, we actually have some drums that we recently purchased. Uh, so we got, like, jambes, tubanos, uh, doombecks, uh, verboslap, uh, cajones. Um, they sound like Dr. Seuss words. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> right? No, but they're all different types of world percussion. Uh, and and uh, um, a lot of people will look at it and be like, oh, n- nice bongo drum. <laughs> but, but really, I'm like, no, that's a jambes. <laughs> nice. But, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, it uh, uh, we'll, we'll go and have like drum circles with them, or do different music therapy uh, sessions with uh, using those equipment. Um, we also got uh, some other music equipment like uh, electric guitars, an electric drum kit, a keyboard, microphone. Um, basically, uh, LVR three can have their own rock band if they have the uh, <laughs> the vets there that are willing to play.
1: <laughs> I, I think we need to make that happen. <laughs> I,
3: I am working on it. Don't you worry. A <laughs> uh, well, full
1: rhythm section. At least. Yeah, I'm
3: excited, and uh, being a musician myself, like I can definitely handle. Kind of help coordinate all of them playing together and getting them to play the same song and, and kind of pick up different techniques that are needed for it. But. So, what made you get into rec therapy? Um, I it's actually my mom that got me into rec therapy and the VA. Um, so when I was growing up, uh, my mom worked at the VA and uh, the local VA at my in my city, and uh, um. I remember going to the VA all the time and, uh, getting to meet different veterans and meet all the different staff that my mom worked with. And, um, I thought it was a really cool facility and did great work and, um, I thought it was very admirable to, to help people and help veterans. Um, uh, and she, uh, when I went to college, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. was kind of looking around a bunch of different majors. And she was like, why don't you look into rec therapy? Uh, there's a rec therapist here at RVA, VA and, uh, they love the work they do. They get to do music and art and things and games and stuff that you enjoy. Um, and they get to help veterans while doing it and you love helping people. And I was, so I was like, let me go check this out. So I went to the VA, I shouted, uh, the rec therapist there. And, I really fell in love with it, and I knew right then, I was like, this is the major I'm going to do, and this is the place I'm going to work.
1: <laughs> well, we're excited to have you here, and one of the big reasons is we are going to be starting some new opportunities for veterans with, uh, within recreational therapy and yes. creative arts. Uh, we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but we're going to take a quick break and be right back with Chris Hayes.
0: You're listening to The Nine Line, a production of the VA Southern Nevada Healthcare System. We'll be back with more right after this.
4: COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel. We show up differently, worship differently, and have found new ways to express our love and support to family and friends. But now there are vaccines, and they are the first step that lets us get back into the things we miss most, like spreading the word without spreading concern, girls tripping instead of solo sipping, brunching instead of late night munching, and talking smack with a side of mac and cheese. It's okay to have questions about COVID-19 vaccines. Should I get it? Should I wait? Is it safe? Can I trust it? What about pre-existing conditions? Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision when COVID-19 vaccines are available to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council.
0: Welcome back to the Nine Line, Southern Nevada's source for veteran-related healthcare news and information. Here's your hosts, John Archiquette and Joshua Gray.
1: Welcome back to the Nine Line podcast. John and Josh here with Chris Hayes from the Rec Therapy Department. Hello, hello. And one of the reasons we really wanted to bring you on here was, uh, you know, you've kind of been instrumental in the initial discussion <laughs> for the first uh, Veterans Recreation, I'm oh, sorry, Veterans Creative Arts Festival. Yes, uh, here in Las Vegas. Yes, the very first one for Las Vegas, and it's something that, like, honestly, I, I've been excited about too. Um, we, it, you know, a lot of other facilities around the country have it, and mm-hmm. it's something that leads into the National Creative Arts Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, But, you know, we've we've had some interest from some local uh, veteran service, uh, veteran service organizations, the American
3: Legion Auxiliary has reached out to us and they're willing to do a partnership and and help us out.
1: So I think the the big next step now is we have to find some artists, right? Yeah,
3: no, exactly. So if you're listening and you're an artist out here in Las Vegas, please, please uh, apply and submit some uh, art for us to to have in this competition. Um, and it's crazy to me that Las Vegas doesn't have this, considering we're the internet entertainment capital of the world, and we have so much vibrant art and um, and a great community for that kind of stuff. And there's a great music scene and everything here, and all different types of talent. So,
1: well, and you know, you, you talked earlier about a veteran you'd worked with that was doing woodworking. Yes. And you know, a lot of people don't really you know they think art, and they think okay, it's Picasso, it's Monet, it's Michelangelo, it's you know, like there's so many things that go oh, into yeah. the art, right? Um, so just looking at some of the, the categories that are going to be available, I mean, you've got pottery, you've got photography, ceramics, like you said, wood carving, Mm -hmm. uh, there's actually like clockwork is
3: one of them that goes into it. (laughs) Which yeah, is, you is, wouldn't think that to be as something in a creative arts festival, but uh, it it's in there. So they, they cover all different types of topics for it. If you have anything creative that you make or uh, create on your own, whether it's art or music or uh, writing or photography or uh, carving or chess pieces out of stone, like anything you can think of, like there's probably a category for it. And
1: music too. I mean,
3: that, yes. that obviously that's something yes. that's near and dear to your heart. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, um, yeah,
1: there's uh, – I mean – Every genre of music on here between, you know, solo mm-hmm. group.
3: They even break it down by vocalist and, uh, like, a, a musical piece. So if you're just a vocalist and you didn't want to have to compete against, like, like all of the instruments, like, they have their own section for vocals, too. So um, if you're a singer or a songwriter, they even have a songwriting section. Um, so, and uh, they break it down by all different types of genres. Um, um, so there's a lot of options for the music. Uh, And they got
1: you know, drums, percussion, and vocals, so if you're Phil Collins and you can, you know, play drums and sing at the same time.
2: (laughs) You have to be a veteran to participate. Yeah, you do have to be a veteran to participate, yes.
1: Yeah, so it is veterans, and you have to be enrolled in
0: VA.
3: Yes, you have to have been enrolled before, um, uh, I think, the deadline for submission. Yeah, so... We're actually going to be working on getting
1: the veterans or the Creative Arts Festival set up for next summer. Mm-hmm. So ideally, we're looking at sometime I think June, 2022. July, yeah, yeah, June or July. So that, of course, would lead into the National Creative Arts Festival, mm-hmm. which is uh, the submission.
3: I think is October, gonna be October. Yeah, yeah, I believe it's October. Um, so yeah, uh, and that'll give us more than enough time to host our local competition, uh, announce the winners, and get all the information sent over to national, so that uh, those those winners can start preparing to compete in the national competition. And it's exciting. I mean, we've got other events that we've
1: done here. I know last year, um, pre pandemic, we had a a, a black artist um, uh, showing here. We did a kind of a gallery in the auditorium. Uh, we've also had the uh, what was the name of the uh Riders the of the Storm. R- Thank you. Yeah. Riders of the yes. Storm Poetry yeah, Competition. Yes. So I know we've got some very talented artists here in the local area. So I'll, I'm, I'm very excited to see what... Uh,
3: yeah, yeah. And, and I know that the art in Las Vegas does not disappoint. So I mean, I'm excited to see what these guys come up with.
2: So why is it um, you're talking about this like this is kind of a newer thing here, but it seems like it's common throughout the VA Uh, kind of what's what's the reason for bringing it here now? And kind of why did we lack that before?
3: Well, for right now, I'd say, why not? I feel like it's uh, uh, something that we should have had already. So uh, better late than never. Um, And uh, um, so I'm excited to bring it here. Uh, I I don't exactly know why it hasn't been here before, honestly, Um, considering I've been here for about a year and a half. um, um, I I honestly, it wasn't on my radar. But uh, once I realized that this was a thing and that we weren't doing it, (laughs) I was like, we we have to do this. Well, on a a national scale, a lot of those
1: things have really changed since the pandemic. Um, You know, before the pandemic, the National Creative Arts Festival is actually one of several different events that uh, the VA participates in. There's the uh, Golden Age games for veterans who are senior citizens. There's wheelchair games for veterans Mm -hmm. who have spinal cord injuries or or wheelchair bound. Uh, We have winter and summer sports clinics, which are for veterans who um, of, of all ability levels who are interested in participating in new sports for the first time. And those are actually a lot of fun and they're, Fairly low, they're fairly close to Las Vegas as well. Yes. Uh, I know the summer
3: one's held in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and the winter one, they do in Aspen. Yeah, yeah, which also is not
2: too far from no, here. That's terrible. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, I would hate to have to go there, either of those places. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. So and it's it's a
1: great experience for people who, you know, if you're living in Las Vegas, yeah, you have mountains nearby, but they're not right there, and you mm-hmm. also don't have, you know, the ocean nearby. So yeah. you've never been surfing before great sailing, a lot of a lot of sports they do out there. The surfing
3: uh, was really cool. I was watching some videos of the the guys doing it from a few years ago and I was I was impressed and I was like, man, I gotta get out there and (laughs) take part in that. It's a
1: great experience. And you know, for some of those veterans who, you know, do have severe disabilities, whether you Mm -hmm. know quadriplegics or um very you know, various nervous or muscular uh you know situations where they're not able to walk anymore. Um, you know, being out on a surfboard and obviously they've got a lot of you know therapists out there helping them but mm-hmm. um you know there's a lot of smiling faces and a lot of really cool unique opportunities that that uh you know both from the veteran standpoint and the caretaker standpoint very life-changing oh yeah yeah um these things definitely can change lives um, i've seen it before so, yeah,
3: I mean, we're we're excited to be able to, uh, you know, to to open up another avenue for that here for veterans. Exactly. Exactly. I'm really excited to take part in it, and I'm honored to be in a position
2: where I uh, get to help out so much with uh, with this thing. I, I really like the fact that we're doing it now because, honestly, like when I think of, like, rec therapy, mm-hmm. I don't think about painting. I don't think yeah. about photography, right? I think about Bowling and, and mm-hmm. basketball mm-hmm. And, and all of those things. And and I think a lot of that goes into the fact that, you know, when you come out of the military, I'm a veteran, yeah. John's a veteran. um mm-hmm. uh, you come out of the military and you, you see things like the warrior games that they have for um, service members who have been injured in combat and, and, mm-hmm. and things like that. And it's all athletically based, right? Yeah. There's still, it's running, it's it's shooting, it's all of those things. So I think we kind of naturally tend to gravitate towards those things when we think mm-hmm. about, or at least when I think about rec therapy. Um, have, have you found that it's kind of, um, there, there's been any kind of, I guess, institutional uh, difficulty in in trying to get people to realize that no 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 this is actually rec therapy yes, also. Yes. Like- uh,
3: there there is definitely a stigma especially with people who aren't familiar with rec therapy or haven't been exposed to rec therapy ever before. Um they they will uh see someone like come onto the unit with crayons and markers and, and try to do some art with them. And they're like, what am I like in kindergarten? Like this, <laughs> this, <laughs> this isn't, this isn't therapy, but really it is. And I, uh, uh, once they kind of, uh, can push the, the, um, schemas they have around that away and, and just focus on with the task at hand and, and trying to get the most out of it that they can, they will come to find that there is therapeutic value in those activities.
1: Well, and I think especially in the last year and a half, I think a lot of people have kind of turned to hobbies and turned to other mm-hmm. activities because, you know, something like bowling, it's tough to do when the bowling alleys are closed. Exactly. You know? or, or group sports like basketball. I mean, some of those things were very difficult to participate in during the pandemic. And if you know you're homebound or you're quarantined or whatever, um, having something besides video games and TV, yeah. you know, some kind of therapeutic outlet, like you said, mm-hmm. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that can be huge. Yeah, you know, exactly. I've got
2: I've got friends that you know, a couple of them have putting greens in their backyards, <laughs> but I don't know anybody who's got a bowling alley. Yeah, no, right? no, that's a <laughs> that, that's a little rare.
1: <laughs> but I know, like just myself personally, I you know, I did a lot of painting during during yeah. the pandemic, during the times where things just weren't open and it was you know a, well i would i wouldn't say I, I necessarily was struggling with some of the problems a lot of people may have i think it was therapeutic for me and it, it may be Helped me, you
3: know, maintain
1: my sanity. Yeah,
3: and I know uh, former President George W. Bush has gotten into painting a lot, too, and he does a lot of paintings of veterans. Uh, he did that after his presidency. I don't believe he was necessarily a painter before then.
2: No, I think, yeah, he totally picked that up after yeah. after yeah. he left office, yeah. Yeah,
3: and uh, and I, I it, he's very talented, um, so. And, you know, thankfully, we
1: live in a, a day and age where you know, you may not have those skills to begin with, but there are plenty of YouTube tutorials oh, yeah. and things like that out there for people to learn those things. Yeah,
3: yeah, I've been playing music like uh, 14 years or something like that, and uh, I'm self-taught. Like, I, I've, I learned from YouTube and like talking to friends and stuff like that, and Um, like there's a lot of stuff on the internet for resources on teaching yourself, like pretty much anything. (laughs) All
1: right. So here's your opportunity for a shameless plug. Where can we find your music?
3: (laughs) Oh man, I have, (laughs) 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 I wish, I wish I don't, I don't have any of it released right now. It's uh, it's in the works, but, um, I'm, I'm working on trying to finish up a little bit of a, like at home studio in, in my upstairs. And uh, I've got a few musicians I've been working on some material with. So hopefully soon I'll have some (laughs) material (laughs) to start plugging for you guys. But as of right now, uh, it's all in uh, my personal collection (laughs) okay well we'll have to we'll have to get you to uh to record some stuff with some of the elder veterans definitely and one thing that's actually really cool uh we've been partnering with the city of las vegas on a lot of recreational things like uh pickleball uh um, golfing clinics and stuff like that um but they they have access to a music studio i believe um so i'm trying to see if if we can like those instruments i was talking about on the unit if we can get some of the vets able to play, like, a few songs together and, like, actually sound good enough to go into a studio, I want to hit them up and, and get our veterans into the studio and actually record the music that they can play. I think that'd be
1: awesome. Yeah. I, I think that'd be also be a, a great thing to enter into the Creative Arts Festival. Oh, yeah. No, that'd be an amazing one. <laughs> if we can get if we can get the LVR3 band yes. to, uh, <laughs> to sweep the awards at the uh, the national level, yep. that'd be awesome. Yep. No, that'd be great. <laughs> You'll open up a trophy case over there, too. <laughs> For real, though.
3: <laughs>
1: uh, well, I want to thank you so much for joining us today chris it was great having you on here. it was a pleasure being here I and it. uh before we get going i do want to mention a couple things um of course with the delta variant kind of spreading the way that it is we want to make sure that we reinforce that we are going we, we still do have a vaccine clinic here at mm-hmm. the medical center um you know it's it's never too late to get that and we want to make sure that uh that veterans know that you know there's still plenty of opportunities to do that. So mm-hmm. if you, haven't, you don't have to make an appointment, we still do walk-ins during normal clinical hours here. So take advantage of that if you have not done that yet. And uh, I want to thank anyone who, everyone who joined us for the virtual town hall this past week. Um, we hope to do more of those in the future. And um, so, Josh, thanks again for joining us. Always a pleasure. And we will uh, see you guys in two weeks.
0: You've been listening to The Nine Line, a production of the VA Southern Nevada Healthcare System. For more information about what the VA is doing for Nevada's veterans, check out our official webpage at www.lasvegas.va.gov or follow us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash LasVegasVA. Thanks for listening.